0: Hi, this is Tracy
1: and this is Steven
0: and this is just the two of us podcast
1: all right welcome back everyone it's been uh it's been a long time since we last talked to you guys
0: oh it's been awful (laughs) we
1: took a long break (laughs) yeah we were just uh Just trying to get our thoughts together, see if we can come up with a good podcast topic for you guys, because we didn't just want to throw any garbage out there for you, so we wanted to take our time and and come up with something was interesting, Mm -hmm. and I came up with something, Tracy.
0: I'm so happy. <laughs>
1: I know you're happy because this is all, this whole podcast idea is, is my baby and so I'm kind of driving it. And so mm-hmm. if, if I don't have an idea for a podcast... Then neither do I. <laughs> then we pretty much don't do one. So one uh, one thing I've I've come up with, uh, I was, I, I've been thinking lately and this, I've been thinking about this for the last couple of years, but more specifically uh, in, in this past year, past few months is... Has is modern comedy too politically correct nowadays? Mm-hmm. And I, I mean that in the sense that are we sacrificing laughs uh, in an effort to not offend anyone? Mm-hmm. And this really came to to light to me, or, or you know, really you know came to my uh you know, to my thoughts when. Trevor Noah was announced as the new host of The Daily Show after uh, Jon Stewart. And Trevor Noah, uh, as you may know, is a stand-up comedian from South Africa, and he joined The the Daily Show uh, in late 2014 as a correspondent. And, you know, as soon as the news was announced, and just like how everything goes on the Internet the backlash started almost immediately Mm -hmm. uh, from people just saying he wasn't funny or they didn't like him for whatever reason. But then some old tweets came out that he tweeted back in 2010, 2011. A few years ago, he tweeted out some jokes that were off-color jokes that essentially made fun of, you know, different people of different races. uh, Mm -hmm. It may have been some, you know, uh, homophobic jokes in there or, or what have was you. Like
0: a, there was like a Jewish joke. Right, it was a Jewish yeah. joke
1: and mm-hmm. and I mean almost immediately. I mean it's pretty much like the next day after the announcement. Yeah. The, the people like tracked down these four year old <laughs> tweets. And and the thing is like I, people really got up in arms because of these four year old tweets and he couldn't he shouldn't be hosting the Daily Show because he had these tweets of jokes that were you know offensive to some people. Right. And I was thinking, like, although I didn't find those jokes particularly funny, I was just thinking, you know what? But he's like a comedian, like that's right. that's what they do. Like mm-hmm. he, and he even I think said so in his statement, like he's, you know, those those particular jokes, you know, jokes that he, you know, it was four years ago, mm-hmm. and you know he's shown some growth since then, and it was you know, basically just comedians do what comedians do, is trying to, like, workshop and work out material. Right. Which is really difficult to do online, because it becomes, you know, re- reproducible and, mm-hmm. and, and it's sent out all over the world, and then, like, it's basically a work in progress that you're being judged by. hmm And you don't know the tone
0: online at all.
1: Right. It's really difficult to, to get the tone, and, you know, I mean, I didn't find the jokes particularly funny, but then I wasn't, like, offended by them either. I didn't think mm-hmm. it was, like, the end of the world, especially because they were four years ago, and it's like, okay, but he's a comedian. He's, like, you know, a lot of comedians and people or any job or profession, like, there's an evolution involved. Mm-hmm. Like, you, you're your craft. You start to change your craft and the way you do things in your process, and you might get better at it. You might not get better. But there's always, you know, some sort of evolution going on. So I wasn't too offended by, you know, his particular jokes, but it caused, like, a huge outrage yeah. when when the tweets came out.
0: hmm Yeah. I agree. <laughs> and, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, I didn't... Um, I don't really remember... I don't See, I don't even remember the jokes that people were bringing up. I mean, I remember reading, you know, the tweets or whatnot. And um, I don't remember being too particularly offended. Yeah, I think I remember one of them being a little bit, like, you know, off. Uh, off color, as you said. But um, other than that, I didn't see, like, what the outrage was for it. And so, you know, basically my thought was, well, I've seen his recent stuff. I've seen his recent stand-up and um i remember sending out a facebook post about um you know telling people telling people uh, that follow me on facebook to check out his stand up and um that he's going to be really great um in my opinion uh to host the daily show because of his perspective and that was one of the things that i really um liked about him was his perspective you know he's he's south african and you know now you know being in america you know he definitely has a different, um, take on, on things that, you know, Americans do. So I, you know, I encourage people to <laughs> give him a try. I don't know if anybody that follows me on Facebook was, you know, looking at the backlash and thinking, you know, Ugh, I don't want to, you know, check this guy out, but just in case, um, you know, I put something out there to just say, Hey, give this guy a try. Cause he's actually like really, really smart, really, really clever. And yeah, like judging his material or, some you know random tweets he uh, tweeted back four years ago I mean is a pretty terrible way to judge a person <laughs> so yeah but uh, I think I to, I think a lot of things I mean some people just don't find him funny
1: generally you know I, yeah, that's find fine. I mean I don't know much about him other than that one stand up special you and I mm-hmm. watched, and I thought it was you know relatively funny it was, mm-hmm. you know, it was funny enough for me it wasn't like horribly unfunny I mean he had some good <laughs> observations and mm-hmm. some funny things but I guess some people just don't like the politics of you know and how he has certain feelings about you know it seems like he mocks you know not only America but specifically black Americans yeah. and you know he just makes you know jokes about that um but I guess one you know, some of the jokes he made, uh, you know, for example, I think he said one joke was, you know, behind every, you know, black rap billionaire is like uh, is a Jewish guy or something mm-hmm. like that. You know, like you know, jokes like that, you know, some people thought were, you know, really offensive and and it he, and he really, you know, went hard at him for for these particular jokes. Yeah. And, and as I said, to his credit, he said, you know, to reduce his views to a handful of jokes that didn't land is not the true reflection of his character nor his evolution as a comedian. And I, and I agree when he says that uh, about himself because, like I said earlier, I mean, we evolve, you know, and comedians evolve. And it's just a shame that because of, you know, <clears throat> Nowadays, we're very politically, not, I don't want to say politically, but we're really sensitive about certain things and certain subjects that you really can't joke around anymore.
0: Yeah, here was another um, one of his tweets he said. Um, this one, he's referring to uh, soccer player uh, Lionel Messi. Messi. Yeah, Lionel Messi. Um, he says, Messi gets the ball and the real players try, try, foul, try to foul him, but Messi doesn't go down easy, just like Jewish chicks and hashtag El Clasico. That was one of the jokes that he had made. Um, Another one he made was, the movie Precious is on, uh, what is this? I I guess this is a TV network. So anyway, the movie Precious is on. Monique is such a badass in this movie. She looks just like Jabba the Hutt. And there's a picture attached. I can't see that picture right Right. now. But, um, you know, that's, (laughs) <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. I mean whatever.
1: A, yeah, and I mean some people are going to find those offensive. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I don't find them offensive particularly, but I definitely don't find them funny. But I mean, that's the risk you take as a comedian. I mean, mm-hmm. you're going to say stuff that's not funny and you're putting yourself out there. And and I think a lot of, you know, things with comedy is if you if you told the lie and, and come to the point of you're close to saying something that could offend a, a, a certain segment of the population, mm-hmm. I think a lot of times, whether or not you receive backlash on that, it's pretty much based on how funny it is. So there's right. a cor- correlation there. It's right, like, for sure. If, if it's a funny joke, you're probably more likely to get away with it right, right. And, and not receive as much backlash. But if it's unfunny, it's like, mm-hmm. wow, you're you're just pretty much screwed at that point. Like,
0: <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it makes me think of just all the comedians from back in the day. You know, I mean, just think of Eddie Murphy. I mean, just think of some of the things that he has said in his stand-ups. Or Chris Rock, some of the things he, stand- he has said in his stand-ups. And, you know, these are two great comedians. And, you know, they've said some hugely funny things and if you think back to them if you go back to those um stand up shows i mean some of those things that you may have even laughed at may have been not you
1: not me but you in general <laughs> yeah. i'm saying the
0: general you all you people all out there people in podcast out there, land. you may have you know you may be shocked to go back and and revisit some of those and see how you know they might be construed as a little bit offensive you know but like you just said uh steven it's just about like you know did the joke go off as planned did they get a laugh If they got a laugh most likely if it was offensive people kind of like brushed it aside you know because it was funny and that's what you know i think um is is something that you don't i don't know I, and it makes me think are comedians today just not as funny and so that's why their offensive you know jokes aren't like going over as well or is it well, I think part of it's like 2PC. Well, not a, I don't I'm not
1: necessarily say 2PC, but I do think like the world has changed in mm-hmm. how we view certain things. I mean, mm-hmm. people are more tolerant um, you know, to different segments of the population, including those uh, segments of the population that are um, you know, I, I will say that are you know, kind of like the underclass uh, of the population, those who are already picked on and marginalized. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, we're more sensitive to jokes that are about gay Mm -hmm. people or Mm -hmm. about overweight people or -hmm. or certain, you know, minority races Mm -hmm. and ethnicities where they're already a marginalized group Mm -hmm. and, you know, we don't make fun of those groups as much because we understand, you know, as a society, we're more understanding of their plight. Right, but on the other supposedly. hand, so supposedly, <laughs> right, as you know, as, as recent uh, events have shown us, that's not necessarily the case. Mm-hmm. And you know, I think you know one example of that is you know, this is like I think this year is like the 25th or 26th uh, anniversary of the debut of In Living Color. Mm-hmm. And it's 25th. yeah, 25th uh, anniversary of the debut of In Living Color. And, and you know, when I was thinking about In Living Color. I read a few articles about In Living Color and celebrating the anniversary and just reminiscing about all the different sketches they used to do and there was nothing on television that was like In Living Color at the time. Right. And, you know, thinking back on those sketches, I was thinking, wow, there's no way they could do those sketches now in Mm -hmm. 2015. Right. I mean, a lot of them were really sketches that, quote unquote, you know, told the line of what is acceptable in society or in in comedy, I mean, mm-hmm. for example, they had like the handyman sketch, right. where Damon Wayans played like a a disabled or handicapped superhero mm-hmm. who would help people. Um, you know, he would help you know other like handicapped people or people who were being abused or taken right. advantage of. Right, and he did it by, you know, affecting like, you know, a, a slurred speech, and you know, he was someone who would contort his body and his limbs right. in such a he way as if limped
0: he, around, right, and, as if know. he
1: was, you know, he had cerebral palsy or some affliction like
0: that. Right.
1: And quite frankly, it was funny. Like I yeah, laughed at it when, fun- when yeah. I was a kid. It was. It was Back it in was the funny. day,
0: those types of things were funny.
1: Right, and and it's like, if you try to do a handyman sketch today, there's no it way. Fly. It
0: would never fly. And
1: despite the fact, with the handyman sketch, like, it wasn't really a situation where they were making fun of the handicapped. It was more of, this is like... The, the idea of it. The, well, I don't say the idea of the idea of, this is a handicapped person who is like a champion for handicapped mm-hmm, people, mm-hmm, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, he he was helping them out. You know, that was like the premise of, uh, yeah. of the sketch. You know, he would, you know, he would do what he can to to help people. Um, but if, if, even if you tried something like that now uh, in 2015, mm-hmm. I'm sure it would be lost on folks. I mean, people yeah. would be, they would lose like that nuance yeah. of like they're not really making fun of handicapped people per se. It's more of like this is guy is a handicapped hero and uh, champion of people. And they definitely want to fly today.
0: Well, I mean, what you're saying is that it wouldn't fly in terms of, like, people would not fixate on the fact that he's helping people and a champion, but they would fixate on the fact that he's handicap and it's in a sketch comedy show and so thus they must be making fun right i think it would be i think there would person, be a right? i was just trying to make sure i was understanding like right what you were i saying. think yeah. there would be
1: a knee-jerk reaction from the very prince like if you yeah. even tried to pitch this in the writer's room right. of a sketch comedy show you know they might say no we're not gonna do this sketch yeah. i mean there's no way we can do that mm-hmm. um it's like, you know, you know, that kinda of, it, it kinda of reminds me of uh, this Key and Peel sketch. We like to re- re- reference Key and Peel a lot on here. This Key and Peel sketch where uh Keegan Michael Key plays a stand up comedian and then Peel plays like a guy, I guess he's like a handicapped person in the in the audience or disabled person mm-hmm. who has like something wrong with his face and he has like a voice box mm-hmm. and then keegan Michael Key's like making fun of like different people you know he'll make he'll make fun of like a blonde woman in the audience or he'll make fun of of a, a dude who's wearing glasses or something like that and then like but he wouldn't say anything bad about the disabled person who's in the audience. Right, cause cause, we don't
0: make fun of handicapped people. Right, we
1: don't do that. He didn't. <laughs> and he didn't want to make fun of them. But then, like you know, Jordan Peele as like the as the handicapped person is like, no, make fun of me, make fun of me. And right. He, and, and Kiki he's, Mike he's like, no, I'm not gonna make fun of you. But no. Right. But then he actually ended up saying something that was like kind of mean after like the after being berated about why don't you make jokes about me? I want to be included in, in making jokes. And then like it just came off terribly because he made. <laughs> this handicapped right, person, right. and I just thought it's funny, like because that's just not something mm-hmm. we do. And I think you know, same thing applies to like another popular, mm-hmm. another popular sketch of and uh, Living Color is the Men on Film mm-hmm. sketches. Then there's Ghost. You know, Patrick Swayze
2: was the real standout in this film. You know, I breathe life into his spirit any day, <laughs> even if I did have to go through Whoopi Goldberg. <laughs>
0: THE THOUGHT. YES, INDEED. NOW WE COME TO DICK TRACY. YOU KNOW, I LOVE THE TITLE, BUT THE MOVIE JUST LEFT ME limp. I KNOW WHAT YOU'RE SAYING. THIS IS is WHAT I DON'T GET. Mm -hmm. ALL THE CHARACTERS FIT THEIR NAMES. YOU KNOW, FLAT TOP HAD A FLAT TOP. Mm -hmm. PRUNE FACE LOOKED JUST LIKE A LITTLE PRUNE. BUT I NEVER GOT THE CHANCE TO SEE... (laughs)
2: IT'S HOT IN HERE. (laughs) Uh, THEN THERE'S PRETTY WOMAN.
0: HATED IT. THIS ONE SHOULD'VE BEEN CALLED A FISH CALLED JULIA. Mm -hmm.
2: NEXT, EDDIE MURPHY WAS
0: BACK IN ANOTHER 48 HOURS. Mm -hmm. YOU KNOW, I'M SORRY, THIS MOVIE JUST GOT OFF ON THE WRONG TRACK. I feel that they should have spent more time where the real story is, Mm -hmm. in the prisons. I'd like to see more about them old sweaty men all together in them tiny little cells with no one to turn to but each other. Ooh, drop this. I get it.
1: (laughs) Damon Wayans and David Allen Greer playing the... Uh, I would say, overly effeminate uh, gay men
0: Mm
1: -hmm. on the show and how, you know, they would do movie reviews and they would be overly effeminate in in doing those reviews and and, and acting like a stereotypical gay person. And I'll be honest, that was funny to me. You know, it was really, you know, hilarious to me. Uh, Obviously, I didn't think, like, all gay men were like that. I mean, it was... It was a stereotype, but you know I was smart enough to, sophisticated enough to realize not all gay men are like that. But you know, right. if you try doing a sketch like that today with these overly effeminate, you know, gay men, you know, doing sexual innuendo and double attendras and you right. know two snaps up that 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 would not fly.
0: Right. Well, um, I was going to read off um a little blurb from an article that we um had found online about the uh, 25th anniversary of In Living Color. And they kind of, you know, discussed, you know, uh, the show back in the day and, you know, just kind of, you know, what it was like to make that sort of um, show back then. And um, they actually talked about the whole uh, political correctness in today's society. And uh, let me just read you a little bit from that article. Um, Quote, much of the content produced on the show, sketches like The Adventures of Handyman or perhaps even Men On, would draw even more fire in today's politically correct society, pressure cooked by the uh, proliferation of social media. Uh, but it's not like we did it in the mid-50s where people were just sort of calloused and didn't know anything about political correctness, uh, says uh, it Kelly Colfield, yes. one of the... Um, one of the actors on the show. Um, she says, We used to get letters from people basically saying, Thank you so much for including me in the fun, because we were making fun of everything and everyone. We weren't pointing a finger at anybody. We were making fun of ourselves in the process. And um, end quote. And that's something that um, I think about today when I see people get up in arms about, you know, various um, uh, you know, issues with comedy today. I, I wonder, you know, is it that we you know today we're even more of i feel like a sophisticated society and that we are very aware of these groups that are marginalized and i feel like we are being you know in a, in a in a good way being sensitive to making fun of people or you know talking about people in such a way that might come off as um you know, harsh or uh, really critical or, or as I like to say, you know, hating on somebody or shaming somebody. I feel like we are very sensitive to that. And I think, you know, obviously, yeah, like, like she said, like back in the mid fifties, you know, when people weren't really, you know, people were still using the word retarded, you know, back in the day, you know, now it's, you know, I don't even know if you can really say handicapped. If you think about it, I think it's more of like physically disabled disabled or disabled or physically challenged. Um, Right, exactly. So, you know, we've come up with all these kinds of words to make sure that we aren't, you know, causing any kind of hurt or shame or pain to anybody who are in these groups, right? But it's like, when it comes to comedy, my thing is, are we not sophisticated enough to realize that, you know, comedians don't get up on stage, I would hope, (laughs) most of them, if not all of them, aren't getting up on stage or aren't getting on TV to poke fun at somebody in. in kind of, like, a, a, an, an ill-mannered way, like, in in a way to, like, cause someone pain or to, you know, make someone feel bad about themselves or make everybody feel bad about this group. Right. You know, it's about, you know, back in the day when there was, like, men on film, um, on In Living Color and, you know, Adventures of Handyman and those sorts of sketches, I mean, weren't we all sophisticated enough, even if we didn't have the language back then, per se, but weren't we sophisticated enough to know, like, this was meant to be fun. It was meant to just, you know, take the edge off. It was meant to, you know, just basically, uh, you know, just show that, hey, in light of all these, you know, I guess, issues surrounding various groups per se if you want to say like that just right. like issues out there that we can have some fun that we can sit back and 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 joke about right. it that everything doesn't have to be so serious yeah
1: yeah and i think it's just laughing at ourselves and also mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, i think comedy comes at a place where you know there's comedy in in uncomfortable situations and, right. and that's where a lot of comedy comes from it's like you know it's uncomfortable when you when you're you know faced with or or you know, challenge with, you know, a handicapped or disabled person, Mm -hmm. you know, who's in this sketch that's doing things. It's like, wow, that's really uncomfortable. I mean, he's like, Mm -hmm. you know, his body's contorted and he's walking around. And then that's where some of the comedy comes from because Mm -hmm. he's doing all that stuff, but yet he's like a superhero for the purposes of the sketch, you know? you wouldn't expect him to do that, but then he's actually, you know, helping people out and (laughs) and flying out the window and doing stuff like that. Right,
0: exactly, exactly. Yeah, so I think that's really interesting to you know to to note back then like you know like I said we didn't have all of these you know nice terms as a simple way to put it uh, we didn't have all these nice terms to you know talk about various groups and yet we were still able to be you know I think most people were okay I mean I know in living color was uh, a very popular show. I watched it, I'm sure a lot of people in my age range, age group watched it, but we were able to see the humor in it and see that it wasn't, you know, like she, uh, again, like Kelly um, points out in this article, that it wasn't about making fun of people, but they were making fun of like everything and everyone, like no one was, we're you safe. know, immu- exactly, yeah, right. so everybody, you know, was poked fun at and and, and it's like today, you, you just, it just doesn't seem like you can do that and, And I'm just like, well, why are people so, I don't know. Like, yeah, why are people so sensitive? And why is it that, like, we can't understand, like, comedy is not about being mean? And that's what I hear a lot. Like, when I read, like, articles about things, like, you know, we'll get to this later. But the whole um, uh, kind of backlash that Louis C.K. received over his SNL monologue, you know, it was kind of like, you know, aren't we smart enough to know that, like, (laughs) even though he was talking about pedophilia it, it, I mean, it was like a joke, you know? It's like we don't understand the nuances of jokes anymore, almost. Well, let's it's get into weird. it now. I mean, we're talking talk uh, okay. about it later. Well, I okay, mean, well, yeah, yeah we yeah, can totally... talk about anything for it though okay no that's 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 fine you know just on my trusty computer
1: (laughs) i just let people know you know louis ck uh renowned comedian uh hosted the the last uh, episode of saturday night live for the current television season season. season and in his monologue you know he made various jokes about uh you know he started off talking about being a uh, you know, mildly racist, and he just made mm-hmm. jokes about how you know, you know, he's a mild racist, like nothing that's you know really you know aggressive or you know terrible, just more like a hmm, that was kind of like a you know a racist thought that he that mm-hmm. he might have, mm-hmm. and then he segued into this segment about um about pedophilia, and, right. And as soon as he like went into that into that bit, like it was like an audible gasp <laughs> in the audience about yeah. like, oh no, what's he going to talk about? And quite, and he, he essentially just talked about how you know he was growing up. Uh, you know, there was always like there was a guy in the neighborhood who like the, everyone knew was like right like a pedophilia, a pedophile, a pedophile a pedophilia. <laughs> He's a pedophile. <laughs> he represents all of pedophilia. <laughs> he was that bad. All of it. <laughs> <laughs> they named the entire pedophilia. Industry after, <laughs> after him. <this> guy, right. <laughs> but uh, no, a, a guy who was a, a known pedophile, but it was like growing up, it wasn't like, you know, they. You know, everyone called the police, and they, they you know they they shunned him, or they burned his house down, like you know Freddy Krueger in Nightmare Elm Street. It was more
0: like, yeah, just don't
1: go near his house. Yeah. <laughs> you know, either like don't go near his house because he's gonna like touch you. Yeah, he, so he, yeah,
0: Louis said like basically just to make it clear, like so Louis is telling the story, and people were saying, um, you know, he was saying that like on his block, you know, the parents would just tell all the kids like, okay, stay away from this guy's right. house. That's how it was <laughs> back in the day when he was growing up. But now, right. you know, there's kind of file lists, right? Like, exactly. Stuff. And alerts yeah. and everything thing on your
1: phone if someone moves in and he talked about how you know he just made a joke about how you know from the pedophile's perspective it, you know being a pedophile must feel really really good for them to keep doing it right you know? right and and it was to me it was funny because obviously louie's not saying like he's a pedophile and he thinks that being a pedophile it's is good right. he, he's just saying. <laughs> from the pedophiles perspective it must be good because they keep doing
0: it they keep doing it especially in this day and age where it's like you know you're on a list and like everybody knows and exactly. like people can find out where all the pedophiles live and like all of this and yet he you know is explaining that for some reason they keep doing it and so it must therefore for to them be good And And he goes even further. Right, he goes deeper into this bit.
2: (laughs) The 70s were very different. In the 70s, there was a child molester that lived in my hometown. And it wasn't a big deal. It wasn't like, we caught a child molester. It was just like, yeah, that's the house where the child molester lives. He lives where, hey kids, don't be stupid or you'll get molested. Just stay away from the child molester house. I know because he did something to me when I was your age. So just stay away from the child molester house. We really did. We had a town child molester. His name was Jean-Baptiste. It's <laughs> a true story. <laughs> and he, he liked teenage boys. That's when you would find out, because I was a teenage boy. He didn't like me. I, was, I felt a little bad. <laughs> like, like no, not you. He wasn't, he, didn't, he wasn't into me. But he would drive up next to teenage boys, and he'd say, uh, hello, would you like to go to McDonald's? And you're like, no. And he's like, why well, you don't like McDonald's? And then you're trapped, because of course everybody liked McDonald's. It was the 70s. And then I had one friend who used to get in the car. He'd be like, sure, I'll go, and he'd get in the car. He'd go to McDonald's and eat a burger, and then he'd say, see ya, and he'd just take off. And Jean-Baptiste was like, Duh, I did not get the sex with that child. And he foiled again. But he'd always try, maybe this time. Because John molesters are very tenacious people. They love molesting childs, it's crazy. It's like their favorite thing. I mean, when you it's so crazy, because when you consider the risk in being a child molester, speaking not of even the damage you're doing, but the risk, there is no worse life available to a human than being a caught child molester. And yet they still do it. Which from, you can only really surmise that it must be really good. I mean, from their point of view, from their not ours, but from their point of view, it must be amazing. And, you know,
0: I found
1: the bit funny, it but was, it, I died it, it, laughing. It was hilarious. It was so,
0: I just maybe but, I'm sick. Maybe we have sick humor. I don't know. Well, but, but I understood where he was going. Right. And I think if you don't understand or try to, then you're going to find it Right, because that's one of those topics. Like
1: people probably <laughs> just think, "Well, you just can't joke about pedophilia. Mm-hmm. You know, you can't joke about rape. You can't joke about murder. Uh-huh. You just can't joke about this stuff because right. it's not funny." It's like, no, I think it can be funny if done and done right. If, if done right, <laughs> and that's the thing. Like Louis C.K. is those comedians who famously he tosses out his material every year and starts off with new material, mm-hmm. and that's like one of his things that he does because he wants to challenge himself as a comedian. Right. And he probably saw this as an opportunity of Okay, how can I challenge myself when I'm going to host SNL? <laughs> yeah, you know it'd be a great challenge to do jokes about pedophilia and get away with it, and that's and that takes a skill that like not many people have. Like you have to be able to do it and then make it funny, mm-hmm. and he was able to do it, and I mm-hmm. think that's that's one of the points that is you know really determines whether or not a lot of people find something offensive mm-hmm. is whether or not it's funny or not mm-hmm. because if it wasn't funny mm-hmm. everyone would have felt it was offensive you right. know but because it was funny it didn't get it got some backlash and some people talked about it in the press but for the mm-hmm. most part i think people kind of shrugged it off and didn't pay any attention
0: yeah um one of the things i was going to say too about about louis and about there are other comedians too where there is something you know about certain comedians that when they tell a joke, even if it's like an like an off-color joke. Um, that's gonna be like the word of the night. Off-color. Um, if it's something that's a little risque or edgy or something like that, sometimes just for me, the way they tell it is funny. And if you watch the video, maybe we'll include the video. Yeah, we'll include
1: the, the audio. Well, the audio. Okay, yeah, so we'll audio. we'll
0: include some of that so that you can hear it. Um, but seeing it, like seeing the video. I mean, the video is on YouTube if you want to YouTube it. But just seeing how he made the joke was really what got me laughing about it. It was like, yeah, I mean, it was was totally like... Yeah, I will say it like this. It was inappropriate, like, because, you know, it's talking about pedophiles. You know, but it was so funny the way he told it and like how he was telling it that's what got me really laughing about it, it wasn't so much that the joke I mean I thought the joke was funny right. but the way and the manner in which he told it it's kind of like how I feel about when Chris Rock tells jokes like his voice inflections yeah. are what make things even more hilarious like it's just a whole like I love that about certain comedians that can put kind of like the whole act together it's not just about telling jokes but the way they tell it the Right. Manner. it's
1: more than so, just the words it's how you right. express those words it's about inflection and Tone of voice, and and with the Louis C.K. bit, it was definitely like the you know his manner of speaking or telling these bits just amplified the joke. It made it funny. I mean, if he just sat up there like Stephen Wright and just talked in a monotone about, Mm -hmm. yeah, there's a pedophile who lived in my neighborhood as a kid, it wouldn't be funny. But he's kind of the way he tells this bit, and lots of his bits are. He said, he 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 talks about them in such an absurd way. Like he talks about so it like, like he said, this is just so absurd. Like he he takes himself out of it. Like he's a third party observing this, mm-hmm. and he's like, I can't believe this is going on. Like, mm-hmm. and that's how he presented the bit. It was kind of like it must be, it must feel wonderful to be a child <laughs> Right. But he kind of like because it's such an absurd concept. But right. He takes himself out of it in the way he. You know the way he tells the bit is really right. where is really the key and why that that bit is funny in my opinion.
0: Yeah, no, I I totally agree with that and that's kind of like how his we also watch his show and uh, Louis on FX and if you've never seen his show, I mean if you don't know anything about Louis C.K., I mean you definitely got to watch. I think a lot of people, probably in that audience, probably never even seen a Louis like stand up. You know, they probably aren't really, and I think that's a lot of times when you hear these comedians like that get backlash for stuff they say. A lot of people aren't really familiar with their right, work, yeah, but- and like, so if you if you watch Louis, you know, stand up, and um, you want to go further, watch his show. I mean, his show is hilarious, but his show is all about that too, like kind of putting himself in these like really absurd, you know, situations and. And it's kind of like, oh, my God, I can't believe he's doing that. Yeah, Yeah. and even he's like, you know, I can't believe this is happening. But, like, for you as the audience, you're just like, what is going on? But that's kind of like, yeah, that's totally his stand-up. And if you weren't familiar, you know, with his stand-up, then, you know, I can see why people would, you know, find him, you know, offensive or whatever, but... Yeah, it's all yeah. about
1: context and yeah. and and if you take if you take these jokes and some things out of context then yes, you you don't really get it. Like mm-hmm. like I think it goes in the context where you know, like I said, if he just told the joke in a monotone, like that's to me, that's kind of taking the joke out of context because you just right or if you read if you read the written pages, so if you read an article about the joke, yeah, oh and yeah. it was written a written transcript of what he said, you were thinking, Wow, that sounds terrible, that's not funny yes, at all. It but would be but if you if you heard the joke or watched the joke in the context of him giving this. You know the stand-up performance, then it takes on a whole different meaning, and you realize, wow, okay, that you know you might realize, not necessarily I did, but you might realize, right. wow, this is
0: actually kind kind of funny. Right? Yeah. Exactly. No, totally agree. Um, did you want to move on?
1: Yeah, I mean, let's move on. <laughs> like, and I mean, related to that, and you know, I think there's other other comedians have, have you know felt that you know comedy itself has become too politically correct as Mm -hmm. recently, uh, you know, just recently this week, Jerry Seinfeld made a comment about, he was in a did an interview on the radio and he talked about how he doesn't play college campuses and and also, Chris Rock, you know, expressed the same sentiment. They don't play college campuses anymore mm-hmm. because they felt that you know feel that college campuses are just too conservative now. Right. They're as far as, in respect to telling jokes and comedy. I mean, you can. Yeah. You, they're very sensitive to certain things on college campuses, and then the students come to the shows, and you can't make the jokes that you can to a general audience. Mm-hmm. And and they said they don't play that anymore. And just really interesting to me because you know I guess you know we think about the the growth and evolution of comedy and stand up comedy in the sixties, seventies and, and early eighties was you know, like the the youth, the the college kids are the ones that kinda made people and comedians popular. You know, right. they're the ones who like it was
0: the liberal thought. Right, really, the liberal right? thought.
1: Like they're the ones who come they're they're the ones who, you know, are kind of like the arbiters of cool and they're the ones who mm-hmm. discover like what's cool and what's happening. And you have guys, right. you know, like in the seventies like George Carlin, who was like the, you know, a counterculture type comedian where you know the young, the youth are the ones who like you know kind of made him a star because mm-hmm. you know they loved his act and they loved how he was like speaking power to truth, or truth to power, excuse me. Mm-hmm. And I find it surprising that comedians today find that you know college campuses are you know too conservative with respect to comedy that they can't, they don't feel comfortable going there and doing their their jokes.
0: Right. Um, in an article, uh, uh, actually a recent interview that Jerry did with ESPN. Um, and this was posted on the Hollywood Reporter, Um, Jerry says, quote, I don't play colleges, but I hear a lot of people tell me, don't go near colleges, they're so PC. Um, He continues to say that, he says, I'll give you an example. My daughter's 14. My wife says to her, well, you know, in the next couple of years, I think maybe you're going to want to be hanging around the city more on the weekends so you can see boys. You know what my daughter says? She says, that's sexist, Um, end quote. So that was, <laughs> that's really interesting, but it's not, but it's not like, um, surprising that his daughter would say something like that because these days everything is either racist or sexist or homophobic, homophobic, Right. um, you know, everything is just so, you know, anti, everything is mean. That's kind of like, I feel like we're growing, uh, you know, we're. We're raising a group of people that they see everything as as mean it's It's like the you know blog I did everything people are haters or right, shamers yeah. everything is you know right one or the other or both <laughs> you're a hater you're a shamer. if you say anything that's offensive or mean spirit or yeah or something that, or
1: something that could be deemed as offensive or mean spirit I mean mm-hmm. just because someone. You know, makes a joke about a certain segment of a population mm-hmm. doesn't, you know, like doesn't necessarily mean like, okay, that person's like racist or anything. Right. I, mean, I think a lot of times, as you stated at the top of the podcast, like you have to think about the intent, mm-hmm. you know, what's behind the right. intent of the person who's saying it. You have to take right. it into context with the rest of that person's particular body of work. Um, you know how they say it that person's own background that's you know making the joke mm-hmm. I mean a lot of those things should come into play before we just start throwing around okay that was a racist joke or that was a sexist joke I yeah. mean I think it's like you know you really have to take a lot of those things in, into consideration yeah. and I think a lot of times people just say these things because for whatever reason they just might not like that person like they, right. if they don't like that particular comedian they're just going to, you know, they're not going to like it. So or, in that sense, okay, they're, they're sexist. Because you don't like that comedian, you yeah. think they're sexist. But if it was a comedian that you liked and said the exact same joke, you probably wouldn't have called it, it sexist. Exactly,
0: yeah. It's, it's either that or they just, find, like, they don't think it's funny, you know. And so, oh, that's mean. That's racist. And Jerry goes on to say that also. In he, he goes on to say in the article uh, that college students don't understand racism and sexism. He says that they just want to use these words. That's racist. That's sexist. That's prejudice. They don't even know what the F they're talking about. And I feel like that too. I feel like people are so used to, or not used to, but are are just in this manner of uh, this mindset. That's what I'm trying to say. People are just in this mindset these days, it seems like, to just throw out, you know, the race card. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, To throw out, you know, these various um, issues. When, in fact, you know, a lot of times, you know, certain things aren't racist. They aren't sexist. They aren't offensive. You know, it's just because one person finds something offensive doesn't mean, like, like everybody else would. But today, in social media, what I was also going to say is, on social, on social media um, or just online, period, you've got a lot of people jumping on bandwagon. something that we have talked about before, that people like to kind of, like, jump on a bandwagon. They see that somebody has said, oh, such and such is... Or such and such says something really racist So the next thing you know You've got you know like hundreds of people Tweeting or hundreds of people on Facebook Or what have you talking about Oh such and such is racist because they said this And then you you know you have to really read into it And I know I've experienced a lot of times um, Where uh, you know Maybe a trending topic on Twitter uh, There's somebody trending You go and see like okay Why is this person trending And then you see oh such and such said this And I have decided for myself and I encourage others to do so is to go and like do research on it go if you care about it that much go and see what the person actually said and do some research on it because a lot of times I feel like people just are so quick to jump on these bandwagons and it's like it's almost like a mob effect I don't know it's just like people just want to jump on and call somebody a name and it's like that person wasn't even saying anything that bad you know (laughs) when you when you look into it. So I think that's um, kind of the culture today, you know, especially with this younger, I hate to call it the millennials, but I'm calling you guys out. I'm calling out the younger millennials because that's where I see it mostly from the college age and like up to like maybe mid 20s where everything is just so just so, oh, my God, that's so mean. That's so racist. That's so offensive. And it's like, calm down. (laughs) You know, it's like. These people didn't even live in like the sixties or, you know, the fifties or whatever where things were
1: really offensive. Right. I mean, that's like when you talking about Chris Rock, I mean that's that's kinda like the the, the concept of his bit about like you know, today, like a black man complaining about racism. Like, mm-hmm. today, a black man, you know, thinks something's racist because he can't catch a cab. He says, back in the day, a black man was the cab. Okay. Oh, yeah, <laughs> you know, seriously. he said, like, a white man would jump on his back and say, <laughs> Main Street. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> and that's like, it's like, there's a different. Like, yes, I mean, it, it, it's stuff today, and we could be deemed offensive, but it's like, compared to what people had to endure and, like, you know, mm-hmm. real racism from, like, the 1950s yeah. and 60s, like, that's a big difference between, like, some guy just said, like, an off-color joke about something. Like, okay, he said something, it wasn't funny, it was offensive, fine, you can, you know, what you can do is you can just ignore this dude. You can right. you know, don't give him any money, don't go to his shows, whatever, but don't jump on, like, Twitter and then, like, get a million people to talk about this guy's a racist based on one joke. It's like, you know what, it's not even worth yeah. the effort. Like, the guy, and if the particular person's not funny, if they're a hack, then so be it, you know, it, it's not going to last long, you know, their career's not going to last long, or they'll feel pressure, um, you know, just from whoever they're, you know, whoever is their... Their consumers or their audience they'll be like, Yo, that wasn't funny. I mean, don't mm-hmm. sit up here and just like, just attack, attack, attack people just yeah. to be doing this. Like, you know what? I don't have the energy for that. I mean, I <laughs> yeah. feel like people, some people have too much energy,
0: too much time on their hands, <laughs> right? Too
1: much time and yeah. energy on their hands to be doing that. You know what? It wasn't funny, it was offensive. Let's move on. You know, right. let's, let's not waste our time beating <laughs> this dead horse saying this guy is a racist because he made one terrible joke. Like, so right. what? Who cares? You know?
0: Yeah, like, yeah, like you said, it's just like. Uh, going on with Chris Rock like you know some people want to talk about racism and and it's just like man you probably you have no idea what like people you know particularly black people used to experience back in the day and that just made me think of like how my dad would tell me like how they had to pack a lot of food when they went on road trips because they couldn't stop anywhere. My parents are older. My parents are in their early 70s and so they experienced real racism where there was black uh, colored only signs everywhere where they could only go certain places but that's like crazy to me like we have no idea like what that is like I don't even know how I would handle that but that just like really like got me like whoa like you couldn't stop anywhere to eat because it was like whites only everywhere and something might happen to you if you did that's Mm -hmm. some real racism people like if you have older parents that are black (laughs) holla at them about some real racism or talk to your grandparents like they will talk to you about some real racism a lot of this stuff that's going on today with you know comedians and all this stuff it's like they have no idea. Yeah, I
1: mean, like, I mean, to me, it's not worth worth our effort to worry about, you know, a, a joke here and there, but yeah. like comedians. Like I said, the mar- it's, you know—the market would take care of that. Like if it's not, yeah. if the person's not funny, the bit's not funny. You know, the the comedian or the writer, whoever produces it, TV show—they're they're going to fill it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like we should be more concerned with. And I know I'm going on a little bit of tangent here, but more more concerned with more systemic racism or systemic yeah. sexism or systemic homophobia that exists right. in this country, right. where you know it's it's things that are put in place and set up by the system, whether it's right. the the government or the courts right. or what have you because that has a, a, a you know larger, a, a larger more substantial effect on the daily lives of people and especially the marginalized people than some comedian making an off-color joke on Twitter. It's like, who, right. you know, who who cares what Artie Lang said about, you know, I don't know, he said something about Carrie Champion who's the yeah. the, the female like host of First Take a, a while back. He says, okay, so what, Artie Lang said something about Carrie Champion. It was bad, it wasn't funny, it was offensive. Okay, now what? You know, let's mm-hmm. worry about like, the prison pipeline system <laughs> that mm-hmm. has, you know, putting a lot of people of color straight right. from, from school you, to prison. I mean, that's more of... Yeah, uh, you
0: don't hear people talking about that on and on. Right,
1: they don't talk about that as much, but then we're going to, like, inundate, like, Twitter to get Artie Lang, like you know... Like, fired or whatever. Right, trending, <laughs> because he said something <laughs> offensive about Kerry Champion. I mean, it's bad, it was terrible, yeah. and he shouldn't have said it, but it's like, you know, they're, like, in my opinion, like, bigger fish to fry. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and I just think that, you know, when it comes to comedy, people are just getting way... Just way too sensitive, and I think it, it it results in comedians, you know, not taking chances. Comedy being more bland, and like I said, comedy in a way is meant to be subversive. It's supposed to toe the line. It's supposed to make you uncomfortable mm-hmm. to the point of laughing and finding yeah. humor in difficult or tragic situations. Sure. And if, if if comedians are being held under a microscope for every little joke that they do and then it's replicated across the internet a thousand times or a million times, I think they're less likely to take chances. And I think we're missing out on good quality, you Mm -hmm. know, comedy bits, routines, shows, what have you.
0: Mm -hmm. Um, uh, Along uh, with Jerry Seinfeld, Chris Rock also talked about in an article that he also does not uh, play colleges anymore and uh, basically quoted uh, saying that they are way too conservative and he goes on to say that um, it's not that they're conservative um, in a political way um, but more so in a uh, in their social views Um, here let me just read you what he says he says uh, not in their political views not like they're voting Republican but in their social views and their willingness not to offend anybody kids raised on a culture of quote we're not going to keep score in the game because we don't want anybody to lose end quote or just ignoring race to a fault. You can't say, uh, the black kid over there, no, it's the guy with the red shoes. You can't even be offensive on your way to being inoffensive. And that just speaks volumes to me, seeing um, you know, kids uh I hate calling them kids, but when I was working in higher ed and seeing the younger students coming through each year seeing the freshmen come in and um, you know, you hear their their chatter in the office and whatnot as they're waiting to see their advisor and it was just it's definitely that but you hear along the way and um especially in higher ed where you know now these colleges are dealing with students who um you know they didn't they didn't lose growing up you know they don't know what it's like to lose and everything and you can't be mean so going along with that whole thing like you can't you can't be mean and you can't be negative and and you can't lose right and and everything is happy and good and you win and even if you don't win, you at least get some sort of trophy. <laughs> right, you're a winner. And I'm just like, why would you want that? But that's a side note. But anyway, you know, it's like, you know, this whole idea of like, you you can't be mean. You can't offend anybody um, mm-hmm. is basically what, you know, uh, a lot of these younger kids um, are experiencing growing up. And, and that's kind of tragic in so many ways. Um, but yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, I mean, that's that's definitely the case. Like, you can't.
0: Yeah, like you said you can't. You can't
1: talk about. Oh, hey, the, the black guy over there. No, the kid yeah. in the red, the red sneakers with the green sweater and the white hat on. It's mm-hmm. like, dude, just call him the black guy. Like, yeah, you know mean, okay. it's, it's, it's okay you to call him the black guy. Right. You know You're not being offensive by calling someone the right. black guy. You know. I right. Mean, right. That's what I do. You know. It's like, hey, it was a white guy. You know. Yeah.
0: Exactly. Yeah. It's it's not like going to be offensive to point out somebody. If I mean, if they're black. They're black. I mean, (laughs) you know what I'm saying? It's not, like, going to be offensive. And that's what I mean. Not to say that we can't... We don't want to offend. But what it is is that these days you can't say anything that will be deemed offensive. So, yeah, like, just pointing out somebody on the street, like... Oh, here's that black guy. Well, the, that the, black this runner. pendulum
1: has swung so far in the other direction. Before right. it used to be like laissez faire, you know, you can say whatever you want about people, and then like a lot of offensive stuff went went through. Now the, you know, the, the meter has swung in the other direction where mm-hmm. people are being overly just cautious. That overly cautious. That, that you know, you, you lose any sense of. I don't, I mean, it, I don't know how to say it, but it's just like you just yeah it just gone it's gone so far in the other direction that it it just loses all sense of of meaning or any distinction mm-hmm. when you when you do that. It becomes just so bland when you're referring to people when you're making mm-hmm. jokes. It's like, well, I don't want to say anything offensive to anybody mm-hmm. any of the groups and it's like well i I think you have to you know be mildly offensive or, you know, as Louis C.K. say, mildly racist. Mm -hmm. You can just be mildly offensive when you're trying to tell a joke or get a a point across. I mean, Mm -hmm. everyone's going to be... I mean, every group is going to be offended by something. And there's always a group that's going to be offended by something. Mm -hmm. I mean, even, you know... You know, straight white men are gonna find something to be offended about. You know, mm-hmm. so it's like if you if you take that you know take the approach that well I don't want to offend any group then then you're just not gonna say anything as a comedian. You mm-hmm. you won't be able to, you won't be saying anything of any note of of any value because you don't want to offend any particular group. It's like well, I mean even you know stuff that's not you know on its face seems uh, offensive, but if you don't want to say anything about you know. Plumbers, you know, like I don't know, something about the cable guy, you know, like the cable guy, you know, man, the cable guy, you know, they said they come between six and ten, but he didn't come till twelve o'clock, you know, he must have been at Dunkin' Donuts or something like that. Well, guess what? There's probably a bunch of cable guys out there offended right now because you said something (laughs) about them. I mean, you just can't take that approach. Everyone's gonna be offended about something, Something. Uh, and I think you know we just lay off comedians to some extent and just let them do do their work because mm-hmm. if if something is, is really truly offensive and mean spirited like i said there will be a market correction there mm-hmm. though that particular comedian will not get the ticket sold to their show they're not right. going to get the ratings on television no one's mm-hmm. going to go see their movie mm-hmm. if it's really bad it, it, that's the way things work people are going right. to speak with their dollars right. i don't think we should start censoring people and then writing think pieces on you know slate.com that's like you know a four-page think piece about someone making an off-color <laughs> joke on saturday night live
0: <laughs> right yeah exactly yeah it just makes me think further in terms of like our you know where we're, where are where are we going as a, a society or what what is happening to our culture this um kind of overly in my opinion overly um political correctness and i'm and i'm all about like uh you know making sure like you know, I'm, I'm not saying anything offensive. And I think most people are, which is one of the things that I don't think people keep in mind. Like I said earlier, it's just kind of like the context and like how people are, um, you know, talking about whatever it is that they're talking about. And it's like, you have to like, I guess, in a sense, read between the lines. You know, is this person trying to be offensive? Is this, is this person, first and foremost, an offensive person? <laughs> like, you know, there are people, I think we all have that one person that kind of, that we know that says some things that they really shouldn't. And, you know, it's just like, okay, you know, this is just an offensive person. Friend, I had. Or, you know, we all have that like uncle, right? That says like some <laughs> crass things that, you know, just like, oh, that's just Uncle oh, yeah, Jerry. Like, yeah. he just says those kind of things. So we all know like somebody, family friend or whatever that just kind of says those things. But like in general, most people aren't trying to like be, you know, offensive or mean or whatever. But, you know, it makes me think um, in larger, the larger like picture of it, like, where, where does this take? Like in the next 10 years, 20, 15 years, 20 years, whatever. Like where are we gonna be? Like I don't think I don't know if we can get any more politically correct than what we are right now in this in this day and age. I mean I don't I don't know. Like what are they gonna start calling like black people? I mean we already we've progressed so many things, uh to so many terms. Um, just for example, black yeah. people, you know, black people, you know, we went from what Negro. Well, we went, well, we won't go there. We have that, <laughs> that one word that we can't say, but like the, you know, Negro Af- Afro-American, was that the next one? Don't forget one? colored and colored Co- people. Oh, I'm sorry. Colored. Oh my God. How L- can I forget that? Like, like someone
1: broke out a box of crayons and just wrote on our face, like they're colored.
0: You know? <laughs> yeah, right. Colored colored. right? Like color, like all these different terms. Like, so now we're at like, I guess, African-American slash People of color. Now we we've flipped from well because color people of people, color is more inclusive. It's more inclusive other
1: people to, uh, to other our, brown our brown brethren, yeah, right. another and An olive skinned, right? Exactly. Uh,
0: persons, yes. So it's like people of color, but like where where do we go next? Like you know, if you think about it, like where, where are we going to go after all of this? You know, political correctness that we are swimming in right now. Like how how much more PC can we get? Hopefully not too much more because it's kind of like overwhelming right now. But that's what I think of, you know, where we, we go. And maybe we'll do a swing back around. Maybe people will, like, draw back a little bit and we can get back to kind of where, you know, things don't have to be so, you know, PC. Like, because people have got to start realizing we're, you know, everybody's not trying to be offensive. Right. And, <laughs>
1: I, and, I, and I said before, I just think, you know, bottom line is, you know, the, the conclusion to this particular thought of mine is, you know, you just have to take into consideration mm mm-hmm the whole body of work of whoever's making that joke. Yeah. You you take into consideration what their jokes are about, where they're coming from, what do you think their intent is, the context of the actual joke. Mm -hmm. um, And also factor in, calculate whether or not it was funny. And then, you know, you, you you put in all those things and then, you know, you spit into, put into the back computer and then it spits out a little piece of paper that, you know, in your mind says it was offensive or it wasn't offensive. Mm -hmm. And, and that's pretty much you know where we should go and you know I, I pretty much think that's what <laughs> what we should do
0: yeah I agree I totally agree well I think this was a lively discussion
1: <laughs> yeah it was good it was, it, was, it was so lively I had to take off my shirt it was getting hot you know, you up don't in need here
0: to share that with everybody it, it was it's hot up in here and I, got, <laughs> it's I got... hot because we had to turn the AC off so it wouldn't make enough so it wouldn't make noise, so you could hear us. <laughs> <laughs> so it is a little warm in the apartment it, it, this it's evening. It's a little bit
1: warm, so I'm <laughs> sitting here, but it was, it was a good discussion. It was a good
0: discussion. We hope you all enjoyed it, and um, hopefully we won't be strangers. To yeah.
1: you all well which we'll try to keep these uh things going a little bit more frequently for you because we know the streets have been begging for uh <laughs> the, streets. the streets the internet streets has been, has been begging for a new episode from uh maybe
0: one street or two <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah there's, there's a couple of people we know <laughs> only two people who download our, do our podcast <laughs> yeah know the yeah, yeah. two fans out there. <laughs> and we appreciate we we fans. appreciate our two <laughs> fans, <laughs> but uh thanks everyone for listening and uh Yeah, we hope you enjoyed our our time this evening.
0: Awesome. See you soon. Bye.
2: Well, that's our show. Next week, we'll be looking at Air America starring Mel Gibson and Lil Robert Downey
0: Jr. Pilot to co-pilot, we're going down in flames. (laughs) Bye now.